welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. It's a new year. It's time for the annual I'm going to get into shape and lose weight this time mentality. I'm a trainer. I'm a transformation coach. So I have these conversations a lot, but this time of year is when it all comes together. And as I'm putting together my group program, I have a lot of content that I'm working on, but I have an overall framework that I use with all clients and all programs. And I'm just going to lay it out here for you in case you're not someone who uh, signs up for a program or you're tired of all the things you've done before and you don't really know what to do. And a lot of people are confused. What do I do? Do I go keto? Do I do intermittent fasting? Do I just sign up to run a marathon and just start running? Do I have to join CrossFit? Should I become a vegetarian? Should I become a vegan? Um, are animal products killing me? Um, it's There's just so much information. And so I'm just stripping it down to the three elements that are necessary, required, completely and totally must be a part of the package if you're going to transform your body, lose weight, get into shape, etc. This is based on personal experience. This is based on the experience of all of my clients and a lot of this is based basically on science. But for the most part, I'm just stripping it down to the basics here so that you can really just come to terms. What's it going to take? What's it really going to take? What am I willing to do? And what's it all going to come down to? So number one, your worth. You must believe that you're worth it. Because when you are changing habits, when you are giving up coping mechanisms that you've used reliably for your whole life, when you're sweating in a gym, when you are delaying gratification, saying I'm not going to have this thing now because I want something in the future, if you don't believe you're worth it, then the moment something else comes along that's more appealing like rest or like skipping the gym or eating the donut, you're going to pick it because you don't truly believe you are worth fighting for. So ask yourself right now, am I worth fighting for? Am I just doing this? Do I just want this transformation because I want to look better because I'm sick of it? Or do I believe that I'm worth it? Do I believe that it is worth the energy, the effort, sometimes the tears and the pain and the, the discomfort of changing? Am I worth all of that to get what I want? Is it worth it? I have a lot of clients that are struggling to lose 10 pounds and they struggle, 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 struggle. And sometimes I say, is it so important to lose those final 10 pounds or is it just time to say, you know what? I have 10 extra pounds on my body and I just want to live a happy life and be healthy. Because if we can shift that mindset to say, I just want to live a happy, healthy life and it's actually not worth it to you because you proved it to yourself over and over that you are not willing to fight when it comes down to temptation, then say no. I'm not willing. Be honest about it. I've had a podcast about this topic. It didn't sit well with a lot of people, but it also changed some people's lives. The most feedback I've gotten on any episode was when I talked about, are you willing? Because some people realized they thought they were willing, but in those moments when they caved to pressure or cravings, they were actually not willing. And they really really saw that they were cutting themselves slack, which was not loving themselves. So you have to believe in your worth. You must. 
No one has ever hated themselves into a better life. It's not happened. Now, some people can get really mad and angry at their and frustrated with themselves, and that fuels the energy to do different. But pure self-loathing just buries you deeper. So it's easier said than done if you really don't believe that you're worth it. In fact, some people, they've grown up in homes where they're you know, pushed down, where they're ridiculed if they try to do something different. If you've been raised in a home full of obese people and you're the one person who's trying, that's going to make everyone else feel bad that they're not trying. And it's very common that they're going to shoot you down, make fun of you, ridicule, ridicule you. And it's easy to just believe it and say, yeah, who do I think I am to do this? So you must believe in your worth. My transformation started because somebody, Shannon, (laughs) looked up at me in class and said, hey, you look nice. And she wasn't talking about my body or my outfit. She was talking about me. And all of a sudden, I dared to believe that maybe I was worth something. Maybe I could succeed if I tried. Maybe. And that fortunately grew into a flame of belief that I was worth it and that I could succeed if I tried. So that's step number one. You must believe that you're worth it. You must believe that you deserve it. And you must want what is best for you. You have to want the very best for you. The very best. You want a healthy, fit body? Well, if you deserve that and you want that, then you have to say no to some of those things that get in the way. To say, do I really want what's best for me or do I want the pie? Do I really want what's best for me or do I want three glasses of wine every single time I go out to dinner? It's up to you. But when you can really get in touch with the idea that you are valuable, you are worth fighting for, you are worth investing in, and that delayed gratification of that quick fix is worth the long-term rewards. And now the momentum that happens after a little while when you continually choose yourself you start to see results, that becomes fuel to help solidify the idea that you deserve it and that you're worth it because you can start to see the fruits of your labor. But in the very beginning, if you don't feel like you have self-worth or you deserve it, that's going to impede your results. You're not going to get very far. That self-love, that work on the internal relationship between you and you is number one. Now, the science of losing weight is caloric deficit, but the science is useless to you if you don't invest the time, energy, and love into the process when it gets hard. Number two, you must come to terms with the most important part of your weight loss after believing in yourself, loving yourself, and knowing that you're worth fighting for is your diet. You've heard the term, you can't out-exercise a bad diet, and you've heard it because it's true. Why? Well, If you go to the gym and you work out super duper hard to where you're gargling your heart in your throat and you can barely breathe, you're going to have your heart rate through the roof. You might be able to burn a thousand calories in an hour. If you're severely morbidly obese, you can probably burn a thousand calories an hour faster than most because you're moving a lot of mass when you're moving. But let's just say you burn a thousand calories in an hour. How long does it take you to eat a thousand calories? Because I can throw down half a pizza in about 10 minutes. I can eat a whole bag of Cheetos while I'm watching a movie and two hours in, I've got 1,800 to 2,000 calories in my belly and uh, I'm not going to go work out for two hours to burn that off. So even if you're working out burning 1,000 calories in the gym, if you're eating whatever you want and eating in mass quantities and eating highly caloric foods, it's not going to do much good. Now, initially, if you don't change your diet, and you simply start exercising, that is going to help 
because you're now burning more than you were before. But for weight loss, you must, must, must be in a calorie deficit. And so you can control that best with diet, but you can't completely starve yourself. You have to have a baseline of calories. So if you say, all right, I'm burning 1800 calories by just sitting here and breathing. I need to be um, consuming 1500 calories to have a 300 calorie deficit. Or I need to be doing exercise that pulls 300 calories off. Now that's a little bit more reasonable to think you can burn 300 calories in an hour. Your your fitness trackers, your um, screen on the treadmill, the feedback on the screen at group fitness, they estimate how many calories you're burning, but there's really no way to actually know. Everyone's metabolism is different. So if you wanna lose weight, number one, it's diet because you can control that 100%. If you know you're eating at a certain level that's below what your metabolic rate is, you know that you're going to lose weight. And then exercise is just the icing on the cake. So controlling what you eat, some people say, oh my gosh, weighing my food is so is so extreme, I can't do that. It takes an extra minute, minute total in your day to weigh your food. It's about 10 seconds to push the button, set it on, note the number. That's 10 seconds. If you eat 10 different foods in the day, that's 100 seconds, so fine. A minute and a half, that's not intense. Do you pay attention to your bank account? Do you pay attention to um, where your kids are? Do you pay attention to how much food you give your dog when you feed your dog or your cat? Do you pay attention to the other areas of your life meticulously? I would imagine that you do. Do you make sure that you pay your taxes on time, that you pay your rent on time, that things go out when they're supposed to go? You manage the details of everything in your life. And yet when I suggest to people that you should be weighing and measuring your food, they go, that's extreme. That's diet culture. Okay, maybe some people take it to the extreme. But if you want to lose weight, the surest way that you can lose weight and keep it off is to know exactly what goes in your body. Now, you don't have to weigh your food to lose weight. It's not perfectly required. But drop the idea that these types of things are excessive and extreme. Just drop the idea, period. It's not an excessive and extreme that you wear a seatbelt every single time you get in the car, not just some of the time. No, you want to be as safe as possible all the time. So why not know exactly what you're eating as much as you possibly can? So get rid of these ideas that there's diet culture and there's excessive, obsessive behaviors you just don't want to grab. If you want to lose weight, then you want to lose weight. You want to keep that weight off. So embrace the process. And the process involves eating less than you burn, And the best way to do that is to know what you're eating. Um, I can eat really fast. And when I'm in a binge mode, I can shove so much food in my face like it's crazy. So to have a good rule of thumb for me is no, not one bite or one lick outside of what I planned on eating. I'm that, that strict because one French fry turns into 10 French fries. And then pretty soon I've eaten all of Roy's French fries off his plate. Or one lick of the peanut butter goes, "Mm, maybe I want a whole scoop of the peanut butter. It just is a snowball effect. And I can, I can easily get 600 calories of peanut butter in my belly in less than three minutes. And if I've lifted weights and done cardio in that day, I have just erased the caloric impact of my movement with a few bites of peanut butter. So it's the most important thing. Number three, exercise. So diet is important, but also exercise. Now, you don't have to exercise intentionally at all to lose weight. If you're in a caloric deficit, you can lose weight without moving at all, as long as you're eating less than what your body is burning. But for most of us, uh, we're going to accelerate this process a lot with exercise. 
Now, it's important to come to terms with this. Your body is the most important thing you have. It is worth more of your time. It is worth more of your money. It is worth more of your effort and your attention than anything else that you have. Because if your body fails you, your soul leaves this planet. If your body fails you, you cannot be a mother. You cannot be a sister. You cannot be a worker. You cannot be an impactor. You don't get to do anything that your soul is on this earth to do if your body doesn't work. So when people say, I don't have time, I say, what do you have time for that is more important than taking care of your body? What is more important? Well, I got to put food on the table. Yes. If you are dead, you cannot put food on the table. If you've been diagnosed with a disease that keeps you in your bed or in a wheelchair, you cannot go and work. So it is most important first to take care of your body. Well, I don't have time. I have kids. Your children need you to be their parent for as long as possible, well into their old age. And if you don't take care of your body, those children are going to be taking care of you or you're not going to be there. I know this is morbid, but this is facts. Well, I don't have time. You know, I want to spend time with my husband in the morning. We get up. We like to spend time together. Awesome. Do you think that he wants to or she wants to spend time bathing you and putting you in a wheelchair in your old age because you are sick and your body is destroyed? It's stark, but this is what happens. People wait until there is a diagnosis of disease or a prognosis of death before they get serious with understanding that your body is all we have. That's it. So that being said, accept it. You have to move your body every single day. You should be moving your body every single day. Now, it doesn't have to suck. (laughs) There's so many ways to move your body that gets your heart rate up that are enjoyable. If you hate moving your body and you want to stay in bed all day, you have a bigger problem than I can help you with. But if you're a normal person living a normal life, I guarantee you there are ways that you can move your body that you will not hate and that you most likely will enjoy. Exercise creates endorphins. Endorphins are happy chemicals in your brain. Like Elle Woods said in Legally Blonde, exercise creates endorphins. Endorphins don't, endorphins make people happy and happy people don't kill their husbands. (laughs) So here's the deal. All right, fine. I got to exercise. Fine, Kristen. You convinced me I got to exercise. I, I'm not doing CrossFit fine. You don't have to do CrossFit. I'm not, I'm not a runner like you. I don't want to run. I can't tell you how many people have said this to me. I'm not willing to run all the time like you because I used to run all the time. Fine. You don't have to run. You never have to run. Yeah. Well, I don't have time for group fitness and gyms are so expensive. Okay. Can you go for a walk? No, I'm, I live where it's winter. Is there a mall near you? Can you go walk at the mall? Can you get a treadmill for your basement? Oh, I can't afford it. They're expensive. Can you go on Facebook Marketplace and find a used one? What on earth barrier are you willing to push down? Because eventually, you might be looking for a wheelchair on Facebook Marketplace. You might be saying, you know what? My deductibles for my insurance are so high, I'm broke because I have to pay a copay every time I go to go get my dialysis or now my insulin shots. Diabetes type 2 is the most most reversible disease because you can control it with diet most of the time. But yet we're willing to pay for medications for diabetes. We're willing to pay for um, insulin. We're willing to pay for blood sugar monitoring. We're willing to take statins for our cholesterol. We're willing to spend all this money on pharmaceuticals. But when I say join a gym, it's 150 a month. What? When I say 
Join a gym, it's $50 a month. What? When I tell people, hey, you can use my app. I'll give you workouts, I'll give you nutrition, I'll give you mindset training. It's $250 a month. What? Weight Watchers is $12 a week. Some people say, I'm not paying any money. At some point, you have to decide that you're willing to invest in your body. And if you have $0.0 available, you can find a place to walk. You can walk intentionally to get your heart rate up for 45 minutes a day. Nobody has an excuse not to do that unless you're already disabled and cannot walk. But when you decide you're going to move your body because you love your body and you want your body to be there for you, you will find a way. And I am sitting in a position as a trainer, obviously it's easy for me to get passionate about what the cost is and that it's worth it. But no matter what you find, find an amount of money that you're willing to put in your budget and find a resource that fits it. You can do workout videos in your living room for free using YouTube. There are millions of free workout videos on YouTube, online, they even have them on regular TV. You can also go on the internet and print out lists of workout moves. Am I, t- am I making my point? There is no excuse. There is no excuse not to move your body. I was 400 pounds. I could barely walk up my stairs without getting sweaty. And I was miserable for it. And I was on a fast track to dying. And that does not have to be the case. And when I started to move my body and started to control what I ate, I got energy. My body started to heal itself. So no matter what position you're in, it's not too late to heal yourself, but you have to decide you're going to do it and find something you're willing to do. So some strategies to that. Find a workout buddy. Do you have a friend you meet for coffee every week? Can you meet them for a walk instead? I like to do that. A nice walk and talk. Not to mention when you're walking and talking, your brain functions a little bit differently and you solidify the information that you're talking about. So go for a walk with your smart friend. Learn something. (laughs) Um, get a workout buddy at the gym. I started out that way. My friend Holly and I, we would meet at the gym almost every single weekday, 6.45. We'd get on the stair climber or the arc trainer and we would talk and catch up 45 minutes and we held each other accountable. So find a workout buddy. Find a a movement you like. If you like to spin, find a spin class or make it a point to say, hey, I'm going to try a different class, one class a week for all year and just try new things. Whatever it is, find something you're willing to do and decide you're going to do it. So some strategies for all three of these. So going back to the top, most important, believing that you are worth fighting for, believing in your worth, loving yourself. How do you cultivate that? Well, you have an entire year ahead of you. I challenge you to make a commitment to every single day, start a self-love practice. This is the easiest of all of them because it doesn't require you to stop. It doesn't require a lot of time investment outside of what you're doing because you can do it anywhere. It involves saying in the mirror or into space five things that you love about yourself, five things that you're proud of, and how you're going to love yourself today. You can do that in the car. You can do that while you're using the bathroom. You can use it in the shower. You can do it anywhere five things you love about yourself, five things you're proud of, and how you're going to love yourself today. And what the beauty of that practice is, every day when you do it, you'll find new things, but it will also expand your thinking into other areas of your life. And you'll find that throughout your day when you're just interacting with somebody, you'll hear yourself and say, whoa, oh, look at that. I'm also compassionate. I just noticed my compassion for other people. Oh, I'm empathetic. Oh, I'm really, really quick with math. 
So you'll start to notice those things about yourself. That's all it takes. That's the beginning. Now, if you want to dig more into that, there's a book called Lovability by Dr. Robert Holden. I've talked about it here. It's required reading for all of my group programs. It's one of the most beautifully written books about your own loveliness and how you are born with an innate beauty that is so lovable. It's because you're a human. You are lovable. That's it. You don't have to do anything to be lovable. You don't have to succeed or accomplish. You don't have to do anything. Just the fact that you are a soul inside of a human body makes you delightfully lovable. And this book is so wonderful in connecting you with that. It's a beautifully written book. It's just full of examples of how we don't love ourselves well enough and then strategies to cultivate self-love. So Lovability, it's a great book. I highly recommend that you read it. Also, there are seminars that you can take on self-love. There's, uh, if you just Google self-love work, there are workbooks, there are work pages. Again, if you don't have any money, you can download free downloads, workbook pages on self-love. I'm going to be having some free webinars on cultivating self-love. In my mindset training program, the number one topic other than food is, or food and diet is self-love. Why? Because it's the number one factor to creating lasting change. So daily self-love practice, five things you love about you, five things you're proud of, and how you're going to love yourself today. Diet. Okay, we've already established a caloric deficit is important and necessary for you to lose weight. How do you do it? Well, the first part we already talked about, and that is knowing what's going in your body. So tracking your food. Now, some people believe you should track your food every single day for the rest of your life. I believe that you should be in a habit of tracking your food for the rest of your life. Sometimes you may get busy in it. You don't do it as often. But when you start doing it and you do it for a long time, you start to learn what portion sizes look like. You start to understand how much you're really eating. And you get some data feedback on what you're eating. Are you getting enough vitamins? Are you getting enough protein? Wow, I used up all my calories by four. What did I eat? Whoa, I had no idea there was so many calories in this sandwich I ate at the cafeteria. I'm not doing that again. So knowledge is power. And so when we know what's going in our body and then we know how we're showing up, we can be sure that we are going to make progress on losing mass off our body. Also, knowing what you're eating tells you if you're losing, if you're prone to lose fat off your body or if you might be wasting some muscle. So knowledge is power. So tracking your food, weighing and measuring your food, and then I encourage you to have accountability. Um, doing something with a friend or doing something with somebody like a coach is so important to get the ball rolling, to get feedback, to get information. Um, the most important, most valuable players in sports, the most influential people that you have heard of, they have coaches in their field. Some of the most elite coaches, Tim Grover, Tony Robbins, they coach elite, powerful athletes, actors, um, people in politics. They have coaches so that they're continually held accountable and challenged to be their best selves. So if something like diet and exercise in your body is where you need to work, enlist a coach. I'm a really good one, but there's a ton of really good ones out there. Find one, get some accountability. It's worth paying for to get over the hump, to learn those tools, to fill your toolbox with tools for success. If not, if you don't have money for that, you can go online and you can find all kind kinds of great accountability websites. There's one called Spark People where you can have a profile and you can get points for doing healthy living. Your rings on your Apple Watch. Fitbit has all kinds of accountability problem, um, pro, uh, accountability something products. There we go. Also, if you use MyFitnessPal, it is free. You can log all of your food. 
They have a premium version, which I really recommend, but again, you don't need to use it. There's a community there for accountability. You can find free resources for all of this if you want it. Exercise. Again, walking. Most important thing that you can do in your life for health is going for a walk. But the most important thing to developing the habit would be to schedule it and have accountability. So schedule it on your calendar. If you had a dentist appointment and you knew you got charged if you didn't show up, you'd be there. So maybe book a class and pay for it ahead of time so that you have invested in the fact that on Thursday at 5 p.m. you're going to Cycle Bar, period. Invest in yourself and hold yourself to that amount of accountability. If that doesn't work for you, if that's like not enough to get you to go, again, you have a bigger issue, but also you may just really hate spins, so stop trying to do that. Whatever it is, put it on your calendar. You are the most important person and your body is worth your time more than any other use of your time. I'm going to say it again. Your body is worth your time more than any other use of your time. And unfortunately, it's not until our bodies break down that we really realize that fact. Don't wait for that to happen. Don't wait until you have to take care of your body in order to keep life flowing through your veins. Do it now. Be proactive. Build a stronger body. Not only can you take care of your body, but you can can repair damage from the past. Um, Roy was a smoker for a long time, an asthmatic smoker. He started running this year, and he's basically healed his asthma. It's, It's incredible what the body will do when you start using it when you start asking more of it, when you start putting energy into it and spending time taking care of it, your body is an amazing, powerful machine capable of self-healing. So don't underestimate the power of that. That's a lot of information that is basically uh, keeping it simple. But really, if you remember that, your self-worth, number one, and then your nutrition, and then your exercise. Those are the three things to focus on. So make a plan for all three Take it seriously. Commit. And remember, this idea of try, try is the worst word in the vocabulary of the world. Don't try. Do. I'm going I'm to try to get healthy this year. No. Get healthy this year. I'm going to do it. Remind yourself, when you say I'm going to try, you're leaving the door open for the possibility that you aren't going to do it, that you're going to fail. So say, no, I'm going to do it. I am going to do it. Do you think that when the... Um, when Christopher Columbus, well, actually we shouldn't use him. He's a horrible person, apparently. I don't know. We hate him now or something. Well, anyway, (laughs) in history, when big things have happened, there wasn't a, I'm going to try to do this thing. It was, I'm going to do this thing. Thank God Thomas Edison didn't quit. He knew the power of this idea of electricity. And he knew that if he didn't quit, he'd find the right solution. He was going to find the answer. Not, well, I'm going to try to find an answer. So I'm going to find an answer. There's no obstacle. So take try out of your vocabulary. Do. Get healthier this year. Invest your time and energy into your health and wellness. Your body will thank you and will pay you back with longevity, healing itself, and hopefully you'll get some of those happy endorphins along the way too. You should. Hey, do you want help and accountability to make a change in your life? It's important. Diet and exercise is what I'm talking about. Calorie deficit, but sticking to it requires mindset work. 
I run mindset training programs and my newest one starts January 16th. I run these only three times a year. And what we do is we learn about the psychology of food marketing. We learn how we can take control of those cravings and that idea when you're in the kitchen that it's okay to have a cookie. When you started out the day saying, I'm not having sugar today. That's what I teach you. So that for the rest of your life, you are empowered to make the change. If you want to jump in, it's $2.49 a month for three months of this program. But if you start now, you get $50 off. So it's $1.99 to start. You get a personalized workout plan, a personalized nutrition plan, no matter what your dietary restrictions might be. Easy for me to say. And you get a workout program. If you want to go to the gym and get ripped, if you want to start at home with just body weight, I create it for you. This is a customized diet and workout plan for you. Plus our group sessions that are live taught by me on Zoom where you learn how to overcome this once and for all, how to set boundaries, how to understand why you are a pawn in a marketing game and you don't have to play that game anymore. It's empowering, it's life-changing. You're also gonna learn about nutrition. What's a carb? What's a fat? Is rice really terrible? Can I have potatoes? All of that stuff, that's what we're gonna learn. So hop in, you can join online, kristensmithonline.com. Don't wait, let's get started right now in helping you chase your goals, reach them with the power the nutrition education, and with me pulling you through the sludge of all that confusing information to a better life. Do it now. KristenSmithOnline.com. You can sign up and get started today. That's all I have for you today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Don't get discouraged. It's a big job to change your life and to chase your goals, but you can do this. Absolutely, 100%, you can do this. I hope the strategies have been helpful for you. If you enjoyed this episode, please send it to a friend. I'll repeat that in my wrap-up. But I'm serious. If you know someone else that's in the same situation as you with their diet, their health, their wellness, their workouts, send them this episode. Get that workout buddy. Get that accountability buddy right now by sending this episode and saying, hey, let's take this serious and let's do it together. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast I'm so excited you're here. If you want to interact with me, go ahead and send me an email, Kristen at kristensmithonline.com. Follow me on Instagram, The Kristen Experience, and make sure you share this podcast with a friend. That's all I have for you today. Have an awesome week. We'll see you next time here on Destination Begin.